Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Adult Puzzle Podcast. I'm your host, co-host, Lola, Lola Day, whatever your heart desires. Uh, today, we don't have Lame Day with us, sad. <laughs> I feel like I've been doing a lot of these episodes, just me, but he's busy. He's very, very busy. He's here in the spirit. Um, but, you know, we're trying to push out content for you guys, so we're just keeping it pushing. Um, but today we have, I am so excited. I swear this is like one of the episodes that I've been anticipating for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's because I have my nearest and dearest girlfriends with me, Femi and Naya. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling? Thank you so much for being on the podcast, first of all. But I want to know, how are you guys feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. Well, aside from having to scramble to make sure that my audio was sounding good, um, I feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how about you? Uh, I'm feeling good. It was a pretty, or it's a pretty chilled weekend for me, which is very, very unusual. (laughs) So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes those nice weeks, those like just low key weekends are they hit the spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you guys know I'm extremely, extremely excited to have you guys on. Um, and what we're going to talk about today, so I want to say heavy shit. But before we get into it, I want us to have a little bit of fun. Okay. Okay. Let's just okay. Have some fun, have some fun. Um, I'm going to throw you guys off a little. So let me start with Femi, you. Describe yourself in three words, okay? The audiences want to know, get a snip of like who you are, a little tease. So describe yourself in three words. Oh my God, I wasn't expecting that icebreaker. <laughs> I'm going to lie to you. That is so. That's so hard. Um, in three words. Okay, so I guess I have to toot my horn a little bit. Yes, please. I will for you, girl. You better. (laughs) Um. Okay. So I like to think that I'm intelligent. You know. Yes. Books. Smart. Street. Smart. That type of smart. Um. I like to think that I'm kind. You know. Um. Kind in the philanthropy way like I love to give 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 giving back is something that I'm passionate about and the third thing I'm outgoing you know catch me outside we outside anything you know just being around people having fun catching a vibe catching crews yeah I'm I'm down for that I absolutely agree I like those three yes you described yourself well <laughs> Now, how about you? Wow, this is a very interesting question. Okay. Um, I would like to think that I am, actually not think, I know that I am fun. So yes. I'm a fun person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think, we're not thinking about that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you guys. But uh, yeah, I think I'm fun to be around, fun to hang out with, you know. So that'll be the first one. Second one, I would like to say I am caring when I really care about you, you know, anything within my means and ability to do for you, I always, you know, like to present that option. I like to be there for people I care about. Yes. Um, so fun, caring, and 
I don't know if this is a very, if this is, I see it as a positive thing. I don't really care. But sometimes, or a lot of times, I like, um, I believe I am quite dramatic. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> right? Right? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I think those would be my three. Fun, caring, and dramatic, but not in a negative way. No, yeah. I I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I feel like the drama one, the dramatic one, it's in all of us. It's just engraved in our Africa. Exactly. <laughs> what is life without a little drama? Exactly. It's like, up. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. No, I actually, I love that. I love that. So, guys, you have an idea of who you're talking to. These are amazing, amazing women that I absolutely look up to and love and admire. Oh, you're making us Baby girl, we love you. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna spin it a little bit. Okay, we we know about you guys, um, some more. I want to now get your perspective on the way you guys see some people in like media. Okay, so it's a this or that. All you have to do is just pick one person or the other. And just to preface this, this is not meaning like the person that you don't pick is like trash or anything. No, it's just it's just a preference, you know. Okay, let's start off with Nollywood. Genevieve Nanji, I hope I pronounced that right, but Genevieve or Rita Dominic. Oh, oh Jenny God. Baby. Jenny? I don't know, I'm, what I mean, Jenny Baby. <laughs> but what'd you say? I don't know, but I it's why is that looking tough to me? I know it's Genevieve for sure, but like Rita, ah. Uh... It's Genevieve for me too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Rita, one thing that I really admire about her, like her sense of style, mm-hmm. it's immaculate. She knows yes. how to like pull out, pull, pull out a look. Yeah. But Jenny, I don't know. Jenny is just, she's just, she's just always been the one. <laughs> I yep. guess. Yes. Genevieve for sure. Genevieve for sure. Yep. Okay. Ramsey Noah or Jimike? Jimike. Jimike. <laughs> To be fair, this one was hard for me. Nah, Jim, my boy. It has to be Jim. It has to be. <laughs> Wait, is there a reason why you're picking Jim? Because you seem very confident for me. I don't know. Aside from, like, you know, just the controversies that are out there with him being very hot tempered in real mm-hmm. life. Yeah. I don't know. I just think he's a no nonsense, no nonsense guy. Mm-hmm. And that can get misconstrued sometimes, but I don't know. I just like him, and he, he's what else? What else? What can I really say? I'm not really a big Nollywood, yeah, fan like that to know them, you know, in details. But I just I like I like him. Ramsey gives yeah. me, and I know we're going to talk about this maybe sometime <laughs> yes. on the podcast, but like he gives me light skinned, just light skinned because. <laughs> Jarest minimum of yes, attitude. You know, those guys that would just take up their phone and just snap because they know they look cute. And like, okay. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's the energy I get from Ramsey. But Jim is like, I don't know, there's just I don't know what to explain. I don't know how to explain it from now. What do you think? <laughs> See, the thing I like about the mic because you know, a lot of people these days get so like, um. 
you think that happy or how do they say you know you get behind your phone you just come for like celebrities you just behave like mm-hmm. man. like what's his name jamaica is one of those people that is like i don't care if i don't know you you can't come at me and i will not come back at you yeah, exactly. you go low you get you go low i go below the ground I that. <laughs> and i kind of like that about him like um of course you know there has to be balance in life but i'll pick i'll pick like are you serious okay this was hard for me because i never really knew jim like that the reason why i was thinking ramsey was because like femi said the way ramsey noir was portrayed in movies he was like the soft boy like the lover boy yeah yes <laughs> okay um we're switching it up we're coming to hollywood now angela bassett or viola davis ah uh. I'm more of a Nollywood person, yeah. Mm-hmm. So these people, I haven't really watched them on. Like I've watched a few things here and there, but not enough to be like, okay, I might prefer this one to the other. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think for me it's Viola, just because like I've seen her in more things. Like I don't know if she's acted in more movies, but I've just watched more of her things, and I just see like what she advocates for and just like the way she uses her voice on social media. I know Angela does this, but I think I just follow Viola more. I don't know why, but yeah. Viola, Viola Davis, she's the one in um How to Get Away with Murder, right? Um, Yes, I think so. I yes. actually haven't watched that show. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, she looks like a very, very good actress. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Femi, do you, have, do you have one? Can you answer this one or is it tough too? Um, no, it's definitely Viola. Well, <laughs> let me not just say no like that. <laughs> um, but, like, I love Viola Davis. It's definitely going to be Viola Davis for me. Yeah. Um, she's iconic with her roles. You know, she you always get the message. And she's able yeah. to deliver it properly. Not to say that Angela Bassett doesn't do the same. But I think I just connect more with Viola. And I same. think it could also be for the same reasons that you have, Lade, you know, just being able to have seen more of her movies as opposed mm-hmm. to Angela's. Yeah. Um, both iconic black women, but we love know, that. I, yeah. I love Viola too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Okay, last one, and I'll stop teasing you guys. <laughs> um, this one, yeah, I don't know if it's hard or if it's easy, but we'll see. Idris Elba? Or Drake? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on one second. One second. Um, wait, wait, wait. Um, what are we comparing this to? Like, what? Like, I don't I'm, even like. Do you understand? I can't even the background logic. They're so different. Um, please don't be asking me do because. <laughs> 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 but no 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 i think i get where he was coming from so don't compare the art because they're in two different you know art mm-hmm. crafts yeah i would say compare the persona that you see or that they share on media we don't mm-hmm. know them you know but what they pro- what they provide to us and we take if you had to pick which one would you so Maya, i'll let you take personally like i used to to single you know and what's up is it bouncy (laughs) (laughs) released the song called vroom yeah we're vrooming on the roads now we idris 
Oh wow! I need to listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so serious. Yeah, but all around, just for me personally, I might be a little bit biased, but I have just really liked Idris and everything about him. So he's my pick. I like Drake, you know. I like his music, and you know, but Idris for me. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Same. I really- I, I, yeah, I think I'll go with Idris as well because I was going to use, you know, their art to be biased because I listen to a lot of Drake songs and I love Drake. But if we're just, if we're just picking based off, I'll just, I, I think I'll say Idris. I, I think I'll say Idris too. Yeah, same. For the for the main reason that, like, I think Idris has more range. One. Um, maybe that's because he acts and he does music. I do think Drake is ta- is is very talented in what he does and Idris like I don't know if he's actually an act if he if he's actually a singer or I don't know or if he just dabbles but I, I see more range with Idris also the other thing about Idris is that I feel like I connect more to some of the things that he stands for mm-hmm. um more than Drake but yeah that's why I was like I said I prefaced that one I was like I don't know if this one is hard or not because when I, I saw it too I was like ah, okay <laughs> yeah also just like in regards to like Idris and having like more range here mm-hmm. you know like you watch some American movies he's been in right. and you can't even pick up that he actually oh, has true. like a UK accent right that's true yeah he has a British accent yeah and I've also heard him like I forget the movie with his African accent. Um, this one where he was like a child soldier's di- I mean, like he was part of the child soldier thing. I didn't it's know some of your Netflix, yeah. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. So for today's episode, we're talking about colorism. But I feel like the question Lamide put together was supposed to allude to that. Not necessarily for us to, make, to pick sides, but just to set the tone to see if whether or not we have implicit biases on just like people based on their color. And I think from our conversation right now, we were, it was very obvious that like we were focusing on the personality and the individual rather than like their color. But we did have some people that we connected more to them based on like what they stand for and things like that. But on today's episode, I wanted to talk about colorism. First of all, how are you guys feeling? Are you guys ready to dive into this topic? I know it could be like heavy, but I also know that we can make it, we could be as honest and open as we can and just like have an open conversation. Then I'm ready. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> what do you guys think colorism is? Like, what is colorism? Uh, personally, I think uh, colorism is basically just having um, a preference of, you know, lighter skin over darker skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this can be seen with any racial or ethnic background. Yep. So it's not just limited to people of color, even white people too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's my own definition of it. Yeah. What do you think now? So I'll say colorism is to me it's like treating people different based um of their color, based on their color, right? Right. And it's more like the darker skinned people mm-hmm. get the more negative side of the 
of the equation. Yep. Like, you know, like, oh, you're darker skinned. You don't, maybe some things you would like, or the way you would like treat like a lighter skinned person is different from the way you would treat a darker skinned person. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yep. No, I agree. Like, I absolutely agree. Um, Like you guys said, I think it's definitely discrimination against individuals in my opinion, against like darker skin tone, it's typically amongst the same like ethnic group or race. So like black people were colorists within ourselves. And Femi, you had said different ethnic groups have different types of ways. They have this discrimination of colorism. Um, so that is for sure very unique to each ethnic group. Um, but I would say, yeah, it's definitely preference of like lighter skin over darker skin. One thing that I found, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but I thought it was so interesting when I was doing some research on this, was that the term colorism wasn't actually officially, wasn't something that people thought was even a thing until the 80s. Like, if you deep it, that's literally not that long ago, but it has been happening for a while. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I was, like, thinking about, you guys will understand like this episode I actually thought I was in my thoughts for like two hours just thinking (laughs) and I was just I was just like wow how deep is this thing and one thing that resonated with me was that human beings yeah so taking this out not specific to one race or one gen one uh ethnic group human beings were visual species unless you're visually impaired and in my opinion one of the first imprints that you have on someone when you meet them physically is their skin color like literally think about it you see someone physically you notice their skin color it's like one of the first things you see Mm -hmm. and so imagine how huge it is if you're walking in like a colorist society or even racist society where based on the first sight of you if you have a certain color, there's already like implicit bias and prejudice against you that sets you up at a disadvantage. Like they just look at you and already you're at a disadvantage. Like that resonated with me. Like, yo, this shit is deep. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. But um, one thing that I did want to like dive into some more was colorism versus racism. Cause they're different and I want to understand what you guys think about both of them like how would you describe colorism versus racism do you think they're the same do you think they're different what are your thoughts Mm. um I think colorism is definitely rooted in racism I was about to say that colorism definitely finds its roots in racism because I think Mm -hmm. without racism um someone's value or you know whatever we perceive as superior wouldn't be based on the color of their skin exactly so that's where the problem is yes it has it has it has its deep roots in in um in racism yeah no i agree and it's also really sad because racism is kind of like the yoga or the, the baba that started this whole thing <laughs> where for some weird reason the white race took dominance and you know and this 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 way back from colonization slavery like exactly. all of that all of that all of that people yeah, yeah. literally 
even during that time, mm-hmm. I think one thing we found, well, me just, you know, well, looking at history now and just right. going back is that even, you know, black people who were enslaved, those with lighter skin tones um, received preferential treatment. Yes. You know, there was also, there was that favoritism for yep. those with lighter skin um, just because I think it was also perceived that they had uh, more European features. Yeah, the way closer proximity to whiteness. Yeah, that's why you know they also received that um, preferential treatment, and it's 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 so funny. Like you know, going back, doing all this research, seeing all these things, and I know I I know one thing for sure. I used to tell my friends or anybody is when I first came to Canada was when I first realized that oh shoot I'm actually a black person you know Um, how people just start to look at you because coming from Nigeria just coming from Africa where everyone basically technically looks like you I mean Mm -hmm. you know we have lighter skinned um Africans but then we were I don't know how to put it we're sort of the majority there so coming here where it's more uh, you you see more uh, European people. I think you start to notice your skin more. You start to notice yeah. those shit like, oh, okay, I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. Even like what you were saying, like back to the slavery time frame, people that were of lighter colors, complexions, they were definitely given preferential treatment. And even after slavery they took that with them, like within our own community, like us black people, we took that mm-hmm. with us. And maybe it's just the imprint that the white man had left in our heads. I have no mm-hmm. idea, but that idea of like, the closer you are to their skin color, mm-hmm. you know, the better you are, the more educated you might be, the more intelligent you might be, the more attractive you might be, like all these absurd standards based on like how close you are with whiteness. I remember one, my aunt was telling me, cause my aunt is African-American and she knows a lot of like history from, uh slavery i don't know if you guys have heard of like the brown paper the brown is it brown paper bag oh my god i know that it's like yeah i've heard about it but i need a little bit more information (laughs) yeah so So, did you want to explain yeah sorry it's just because like it's just like what you said laddie i also had to do some you know more research into like topics like this you think you're very familiar with it but sometimes you actually go back and you're like shoot i didn't even know this happened i didn't know exactly yeah Um, but i was having a conversation with my boyfriend about um you know just colorism one time like that and i know it was something that i had seen as of the Mm -hmm. time when i was doing the research so basically the paper bag test was used to determine if someone was allowed to enter like places like institutional places so like churches yep nightclubs even fraternities yep so people Mm. who were darker than the color of a brown paper bag would not be allowed to enter and i was like imagine me that like, I'm a giant yeah. girl, I like to have fun. So if I wanted to go party with my girls now, they just put back beside me and be like, "Yeah, you, you dark as hell. You're not getting in here." Oh my goodness! Imagine what that does for your esteem. Like yeah. you're like imagine being in front of that club and they send you back after getting all ah. You know the crazy thing eh, is that as a darker 
person, right? That mm-hmm. you're black, right? You're, you know, you come to America, you now identify as a black person. Mm-hmm. You're basically fighting so many wars. Oh, yep. Yes. You're fighting racism. Yep. You're now fighting colorism within your own people. Yes. Yep. It's just yeah. a lot. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. And like when you when you actually deep it, it's very, very, very upsetting because this stems from a certain group of people way, 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 way back saying, mm, we are the powerful people. Mm-hmm. We are on this earth to set the dominance. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but it's actually a real thing. But there was a time way, way back where some groups of white people thought that like the white race was genetically more advantageous like to mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And so they needed to like positively select for those genes. <laughs> Do you get? And that's not true. Anyone listening to this, that is not true. Like white people, black people, Asian people, like we're all human beings. Right. We're different colors, but like yeah. nobody superior above the other. We're all the same species. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and people believed it. Like, you know, they would come to I remember when my dad used to tell me about uh what it was like before colonization, da 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 da. And he would describe what his parents described to him as like how people like the Europeans came to colonize Africa. And one thing that I heard was that they would come with the whole idea of like they knew what was best for the Africans. Mm-hmm. And like if the Africans did not follow their ways they were basically going to perish or like there was this idea. It, it was just this like set dominance. Imagine you're in a room and somebody just comes in and says, I am the leader of you all. You listen to me or you die. And they also came with like weapons. They mm-hmm. they came with the upper hand. And so it was already just implied that, okay, these guys are bigger and the way people started to see them was they're better. And that's really, if you deep it, that's really where all of this shit steps from. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. It's that's crazy. crazy. It's that's very, crazy. very crazy. I feel like now, right? Even if now you have that thinking in your head, like we're all humans, you know, no one is better than anyone. Nope. At the end of the day, everyone is going to go six feet below the ground. Yeah. She gets. <laughs> and, and I think even just like me being from Canada and just learning more about, you know, just the in, indigenous culture and, everything that the Canadian residential school system, you know, cost for mm-hmm. um, Native people. I think that's also been a good, um, it's been an eye-opener for me because just ref- in reference to what you said, Lulade, just, you know, having that mentality of, well, we know what's best because literally that's how the residential school system started in Canada. You know, this indigenous people were prohibited from speaking their native language they had to adopt you know a religious denomination type system you know many of them were beaten verbally abused sexually abused died from diseases they were neglected there was suicide and all because someone came and said oh we know what's best you know know, this is better you know our way is better to us yeah it's it's crazy, you know, dating all these things back to, back to like, you know, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really wild because over years and generations, that subconscious thinking has just been mm-hmm. embedded into the different exactly. societies. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think like now, even if like as individuals, like you're trying to be better, you're trying to be more enlightened and things mm-hmm. like that, you know your worth and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just so ingrained into society that the question mm-hmm. is like, how do we like how do we move forward? Do you get how do we get better as a society? You know? Yeah. Yeah. People, you know, that have the advantageous, you know, side to this whole thing, mm-hmm. they don't want to get you know, they don't want to get rid of that. They don't want to let go. It's just mm-hmm. weird when I think about it. Like, it's just so deep now that I'm like, what do yeah. you Yeah. You know, yeah, I absolutely agree with you because you're so right. The people that now have the upper hand, it, it's a good feeling for them. Like, mm-hmm. that's how things have been for so long. And so even for them, I think sometimes, and this is not like every white person, because especially our generation, like, we're definitely making changes and things yeah. like that but yeah. i've seen a lot of people older people specifically where whenever you try to change the narrative of like there's no one better like we are all the same we come they in different they, fe- they get defensive and it's like you're attacking them mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. we can all be great people like we can mm-hmm. all be you know we can all have our phenotypic features that are great one doesn't have to be better than the other and i think that's really really where things need to change like the people that feel like they have the upper hand that shit needs to get out of their brain and even us like a community that it's been engraved in us like we need to start on learning some things and I actually want to dive into that some more can you guys talk me through like any of your personal experiences with colorism and this is like I'm I actually have some way back from Nigeria so even before I came to the states Mm-hmm. Um, so like your experiences, anything that some person has told you, random comments, stupid phrases, just like random shit that have been thrown at you that have been very colorist. I have a very good answer for this one, but I have to let me just think about it so I can put it together because I know yes. that emotions are going to be triggered. <laughs> Yo, no, please. Try not to cry on this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know me, family. I'm always crying. So please, let's cry together. Oh my goodness. You go first if that helps. Okay, please. <laughs> So I think for me, like, this is actually very personal. And family, you know this, like, I'm the darkest in my family, like mm-hmm. everyone. And growing up, it was one of those things where random questions would be thrown at me that in my head, I'm like, how do you expect me to answer this? Questions like, why are you so dark? You're too dark. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm like, I, I, you know, and that was when I realized like, okay, there was something about the color of my skin that I needed to be aware of. That was like the initial trigger. And this was before I came to the States. This was like super young. I want to say maybe eight, nine. Um, and, and I remember another thing that would also happen to was whenever I would play outside, like just, you know, randomly. Because the sun burns you. Like even as a dark person, you can get yeah. burns. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. And I feel like you get, so unlike lighter people where they actually see like bruises i think darker people you just get darker like very very dark and that's the way the sun like affects you and so every time i would play outside and i would come back inside or like let's say i had been playing for the whole week it was always emphasized to me how i did a bad thing like why did you you know why were you outside for a long time you're, you're so dark now da, 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 da. and so that whether or not it intended to be a bad thing or a good thing. It left like this uneasiness in me as a, as a child. Like I stayed paying attention to my skin color. And I remember when I was younger, 
it was more so like, okay, is there something wrong with having a dark skin? Like, mm-hmm. that was a piece that I didn't understand. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, I am darker. My skin is dark. And what? Like, is this like a disease? Is like, because the way it was always coming, it's kind of like when the doctor tells you your cholesterol is, is high, right? Like, there's a reason why he's emphasizing that is because, you know, you might have heart, whatever, whatever, whatever. But At that time, I was still trying to make a lot of sense to it. And then when I got older, it was kind of like, okay, you're dark, but you're also pretty. And you're pretty for a dark girl, though. And so that was also another like, okay, wait a minute. Like, I'm dark. There's something there that I need to be aware of. I'm now pretty. Am I not supposed to be pretty? Like, Mm -hmm. because I'm dark, does that mean dark people don't come pretty like and be pretty exactly and I was so young for anything to really make sense now this is when I started to like okay make a little bit more sense to me my sister's on the lighter side and we're 10 years apart so when I was like 10 she was like 20 and at that age is where you start to take care of yourself and like she really got into like skincare her skin was looking amazing Mm -hmm. and then that's where the comparison was starting like ah see like see you know my sister's skin like look at yours you don't have good skin and then that at that age I want to say like 10 13 14 15 was when like I started to make it a conscious effort in myself to take care of my skin and I think that's really where my love started because it's like okay I know I have dark skin but I'm not going to like because my skin is dark doesn't mean it can't be as good as my sister's skin like so that's when I really started to make sense of it and then when I moved to the States, my aunt, I don't know if she's going to listen to this. This, what this woman did for my confidence, it is crazy. And I don't think she knew it. Mm. So she was just, and this is my African-American aunt that like, you know, told me a lot about savory and all of that. But she would always, always compliment my skin. Always. Like, oh my gosh, your skin looks so beautiful today. You're glowing. Um, what products are you using? Like, it was always like she knew the right things to say to boost my confidence as a dark-skinned girl, mm-hmm. young girl, like mm-hmm. 13, 14, 15, when you're having pimples everywhere. Like at that, and I don't know whether she knew it or not, but literally hearing things from her repetitively made me actually like start embracing all the things that she was saying. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was at that point that I was like, okay. I'm going to take care of my skin. There's nothing I can do about it um, to like change it. And I don't want to change it because it's beautiful. It's all of this. Like she would always reinforce all those things to me that I didn't necessarily get from Nigeria, if I'm being honest. Because in Nigeria, it was always a backhand compliment. It was like, you are dark. You're pretty for a dark girl. Or like, "Ah, you're looking darker today. or, Or your skin is looking you know, more glowing today. What did you do? Um, use a toner, da, 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 da. just like backhand compliments that also in Nigeria, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but this also, I'm not going to lie, it affected my confidence. Oh, Every time I would talk to like a darker woman, they were always talking about how they were like doing something to make their skin lighter. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah. And that always made me feel like, wait, okay, like, is there, like, again, back to that question of, like, is there something wrong with having dark skin? Like, is this a health condition? Like, it, it made no sense. And then the other thing was every time I would walk into pharmacies in Nigeria, every time, like, no fail, 
every single time I was always pointed to where the lighting skin products were like always like oh "Oh, auntie check out this place check out this place check out this place and I think all of those things that I experienced in Nigeria whether or not I knew it but they really really pushed me to embrace my skin because there was nothing wrong with it and so that way like as I grew up and I had like younger cousins and kids, like they can actually love their skin because they see me loving their skin. The mm-hmm. other thing was actually that there was nothing wrong with our skin because I feel like my auntie put that in me. And my auntie was so focused on how she liked the way I was taking care of my skin. And that really gave me a boost of confidence whether or not she intended to do it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that has helped me so much today because now where I'm at is like, yo, I'm trying to look for products that help my skin, like the way it is, my skin color. And it's also wild because I love me for my complexion. Like nothing against lighter people. My sister is way lighter than me and she's beautiful. We actually look alike. Like she's beautiful, but I like my own beauty and just as much as I like hers, but I like mine for me. But that's basically been my evolution. Like I think in Nigeria, like there were so many knocks. It was just like, okay, there's something in my skin that, was off like there was something in my skin that I needed to pay attention to there was something in my skin that was unique and different and there was something that I needed to be aspiring for that was kind of what was engraved in me and then my aunt thank god for her was able to help me like really appreciate my skin for what it is and yeah that's basically my colorist journey or colorism experience and thank you so much for sharing that I think there's a lot to learn from that you know just like seeing how you evolved, how you grew, how you questioned certain things at that age and just coming out of it now to like loving your skin as it is right now. I think there's a lot to learn. And that's why I'm happy that we have conversations like this because one, it really points out the importance of having people who basically are not moved by this thing. They see you for who you are. They see you for your true beauty, regardless of how light your skin is or how dark your skin is. So, you know, just going back to your auntie playing a, I, and I, and I feel like to her, she might not even have known, you know. I don't think she knew. (laughs) No, but it's surrounding yourself with more people like that, you know, whether knowingly or unknowingly. And she's dark skin too. So like low key, it meant so much to me because it was one of the first times that mm-hmm. I was hearing a dark-skinned woman appreciate. And I know we've, we've evolved now. Like, this was way, way back, maybe, like, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. We've evolved now where it's, like, we ride for each other. You know, mm-hmm. dark skin is all of that. But at that time, it was, like, darker-skinned women were looking for bleaching creams, right? right? Like- mm-hmm. My own experience with colorism, I think, well, my most recent experience, I'll say, well, not too recent, but would be, in primary school so mm. i now is it year six and this was i don't know can i call i'm just going to call them out this was in avicina <laughs> oh my gosh Femi, yes we both went there <laughs> let me tell you something so um in primary school so my dad decided to move me and my siblings to um a British curriculum. I don't know what you call Ugh. it. School. And you know what? Like so today, I'm still grateful for that experience because I think really that was my first time having to um, be amongst other uh, kids that don't necessarily look like me. Yeah. Right. So um, you had like a lot of kids who were um, from. Uh, they were Lebanese. You have you had it was a very diverse 
diverse school like you had europeans in there nigerians you know some people even from the caribbeans like it was a very good mix and i think it was it was a great way for us to just mix with other people from different ethnic or cultural backgrounds so i I really appreciate my parents for doing that yeah however one thing i did i came quickly to realize was that other black students seemed more preoccupied with skin tone than even the white people yep had been. and that came as a shock to me because <laughs> it was like we're all black we're all nigerians but suddenly there was a preference for you know light skins and dark mm-hmm. skin and everyone knew that one was perceived better than the other mm-hmm. and it's so funny because i remember like this one friend that i had in in my class who you know we started to get really close because i was bullied a lot and she saw that and she started to be um <laughs> some people right? I see, i'm actually upset that i was in that school and i didn't really know right now. wow really? just give me their names <laughs> um i was bullied a lot but then you know i have this distinct memory of her because she was really dark and um I remember like she would say sometimes like she wanted to because I know even at that young age we'll talk about boyfriends, you know, we'll talk about marriage, you know, those are the kind of things that excited us as teens. Yeah. So I remember I remember her saying like, you know, she 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 would want to marry someone who's white or who's with light skin just because she didn't want her children to be dark like her. Yeah. And to me, she was extremely beautiful. Like, you know, it was like, girl, you're so pretty. Right. Um, and you know, just her not being able to think of herself as, um, yeah. not as, her not able to see herself in that light really made me yeah. feel insecure. Yeah. For the very first time, I, I I I had every reason to believe that I do not love my skin. You know, for her like to have this type of um idea about her own skin, you know, I think it made me insecure about myself as well. Yeah, I know. I noticed that I started becoming obsessed with my complexion. You know, I would look in the mirror and just be like, you know, and especially seeing how a lot of and this is and I think even in Nigeria, a lot of us teachers or people around us also played into this because I remember one time when they wanted to vote for class captain and it was between me and this other light skinned girl and everybody went for the light skinned girl. You know, it, it it might have been an honest um. Um, decision, you know, it may not necessarily have been as as it might not have been a colorist effect, but you know, as time as time went on, I started to see more favoritism in that. Yeah. You know, where- Can I chime you really quick? Because mm-hmm. I I agree so much, and mm-hmm. it's the way you're talking. It's like bringing back flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I remember in primary school, there was always a way that the lighter girls were dressed. Yes, like. Oh my gosh, so gorgeous, so pretty. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Or even like when you now had those transfer students that maybe were like mixed. Mm-hmm. Oh, like they were treated like they were gods or something, mm-hmm. like little gods. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think now thinking about it, I'm like, it was definitely a colorism thing. It wasn't it yeah. wasn't it wasn't, yeah. it, wasn't, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a thing of oh, okay, they actually just chose her because I look back and it's like I had everything in me to become the class president. You know, why didn't they pick me? You know, mm-hmm. and you know, times without number, there were certain things that this girl would do and she'll get away with it. But if I do the slightest thing, 
I'm in trouble. And mm-hmm. it, as a, as, as a darker skinned person, it now made me feel like, okay, I always have to be extra cautious, but this other person can be lax. They can be, you know, because they know they'll get away with it. And that really played into my insecurity growing up. Um, it took me a while. <laughs> and I think that was one of the main reasons why I told my parents I did not want to continue with Abyssinia because I just felt like I was going to hate myself. I was already getting mm. so much. Now to top colorism with that and just hating my skin, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, at a young age, I didn't understand what that meant for me. But yeah. you know, now thinking about it, it was like, I'm glad I cried to my parents. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to go back there. I don't want to do high school there. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> me out. And anyways, um, I think that's the most, that's just, that's just the most uh, recent memory I have of it. But colorism seems to be a well-known piece, you know, for, you know, black people, black experience. Um, and I think it's still, it's very unaddressed, especially in Nigeria. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. really unaddressed. And I really don't know why people were coming for Beverly Naya when she made that Netflix. She, she has a Netflix documentary on like I forget. It's like, it's, it's, it's basically on colorism. Yeah. And I remember when she, came when it first um aired a lot of people were saying oh it doesn't why why does everything have to be about color with nigerians it's not that deep like you're not even in in the abroad why yeah, do you yeah, sometimes it's that deep because you know it's, it's that deep, deep. It's, it's like we're literally like oh this isn't a big deal that affects us in nigeria and i'm like you but it does <laughs> it literally does a lot of us before we came here that was the first place we experienced exactly and it's still going on exactly so, wow. and i also want to say because how i addressed it when i was younger was i was always looking at the health perspective because that was how it was portrayed to me like there was something wrong with me mm-hmm. in nigeria a lot of people are actually hurting their health bleaching ah the bleaching they do in nigeria eh? God, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, a lot goodness. of products containing some form of bleaching ingredients, like cancer ingredients, and, literally. And, and even Galade, going back to your story, just even seeing like walking into the pharmacy, like that's already one thing they're marketing to you as a yes. in person. You know, like it definitely it, it puts those thoughts in your head. Like it says. Because especially we're we're privileged to know that I lo- well we've, we've come to that realization or we've we've evolved to know that yes I'm good in my skin and I even think even with me like I think it's still something I struggle with right now with my with being hyperpigmented you know it's like oh my, oh gosh, my god yes, I have been with so much <laughs> you know crazy. and 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 I think I even I I. <laughs> And Funaya, again, I'm still grateful for you for um the video you made. Sorry, side oh. notes. Uh, we were in Cabo for you know. Yes, guys, go check out. Girl. I was telling my boyfriend. I was telling him that you know a lot of times during uh, on the vacation, uh, on the trip, I I really didn't want to take so much pictures of myself just because I just felt like my hyperpigmentation just didn't look good on camera, or I just didn't look good. I was just very insecure with my hyperpigmentation, and then you know just watching. Naya's video I was like Femi you need to be kinder to your body like this is something that you 
you've grown, you you know, you've matured about like this shouldn't still be something that's bothering you to this. Yeah. But the sad reality is that it is, you know. Yeah. You know, it's still it's still something that, you know, black people in black community are, are having to struggle with. Like a lot of people have accepted their dark skin and love it, but you know, there's still little bits of colors in like hyperpigmentation that a lot of people are still struggling with. Yeah. You know, things like that. And, you know, just finding that way to embrace it. Um but yeah, this uh, this topic is is a lot. It's, it's, it's deep. I love it so much. No, like I agree with everything you're saying. Now I want to hear yours, <laughs> man. You know the crazy thing. I feel like growing up, we all had that one major insecurity we dealt with. Yes, and sometimes here and there, we might even still think about it. Okay, so background. Um. Um. So we're four kids, right? I have mm-hmm. an elder sister. And we're quite close in age. So growing up, a lot of times my mom would like dress up in dress us up in like in the same outfit. Yes. Asking for a twin. <laughs> so my dad is dark. My mom is a little bit on the fairer side. So my sister is a little bit fairer than me. Um, I'm chocolate skin. And the crazy thing is that I feel like my own biggest one growing up, and I feel like the other things like colorism and everything, they all play into it and it just creates this big pool of like things that I that just create like comparison yeah but it was more like of my weight mm. <laughs> you know but also you know here and there there was a lot of comparisons oh my Jesus Christ uh <laughs> like having a sibling that you're very close in age with and you're like of the same like maybe you're both girls or things like that the comparison is ridiculous it's ridiculous <laughs> You know, I'm here and there, you know, everyone is, you know, we're all beautiful, but people that be like, ah, you know, your sister is fine than you, things like that. Right? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> like, first, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, probably my weight, probably because I'm, you know, a little bit darker, things like that. So it had, it wasn't like my main main, but it definitely played definitely. into it. Yep. And of course, that's, I feel like every dark skin girl, we've heard that's, whole phrase of oh you're very beautiful for a dark skin girl or oh, your skin is just shining for you know all those nonsense mm. and it's just like <sighs> well thankfully now that's like we're calling those things out yeah, yeah. it was yeah. normal for people to just say things like that and they thought yeah. it was a compliment right. you know right. backhand cut like it, it pissed very me off backhand. so much one step forward eight steps back Honestly, and I think even like if if we if we bring it back to like pop culture, I think it's also obvious in the celebrities that we praise, like Beyonce. Oh my gosh! Yes, you know I think one thing Mm -hmm. that rap culture did, especially then, and and I think that's why I'm even happy with Nigerian artists. Like every video you see like music video it was always a lighter skinned girls or lighter yep. skin people yeah. like they always encourage or praise like the foreign quote unquote looking girls which in some ways was a problem in itself like we have amazing people that represent dark skinned women look at Lupita and Yongo right mm-hmm. and yep. many times I ask myself like I say I ask myself I ask myself like <laughs> why why are there no more, you know, women of Lupita's skin tone who are widely considered beautiful? Like, why mm-hmm. don't we see more of that? You know, that skin women be <laughs> thought of as beautiful is always just so rare. 
even if even if the, even if you're beautiful, they say, "Oh, you're beautiful for a dark girl," and it, right? it's so or nice. sometimes the way they say it, like they're surprised that you're beautiful. That's that's how it came off to me. I'm not gonna lie; it was like it was shocking. Like, wow! Like your skin is beautiful, regardless of your skin tone. Like, huh? You know? Yeah, it's crazy. No, Femi, I agree. I feel like let's actually talk about that some more because media because okay cool we're hey, talking about yeah. racism we've left okay to be fair i think we're now in modern day racism if we're being honest <laughs> i was gonna say we've left slavery but <laughs> slavery has just brought us into modern day racism so it's not even like we're done with that but like slavery passed and then we're now evolving and you know black people are just are, are taking more higher power than they did into the past however there's been a way media i mean now it's better but i remember when i was super young the black people represented in media, they were always a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I can describe it mm-hmm. mixed. Mm-hmm. They had a certain tone to their skin. Mm-hmm. Their hair was always a certain, uh, like a setting way. Mm-hmm. And if there was a darker skinned person, they were not taking the lead role or roles. Mm-hmm. It was like a bystander. And whether or not that was intentionally meant it left engraved things in my head like okay this darker person is taking the side is that how like we are supposed to be in life like as a young child like you look up to what you see on tv and i feel like media did not definitely matters it's like you start thinking i can never be the main character exactly on the side yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think recently so there was like a thread on twitter <laughs> twitter is where i get on my sometimes <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> on there you know they were just comparing a lot of famous tv shows and they were just literally saying how why is it that in these tv shows especially the ones that have family it's yep. always the dad always has to be dark skin and then the mom is light skin. Oh my gosh, yes. The son will be dark skin and then the daughter will be light skin. And you know, they did that with I don't know if Prince of Bel Air was there, but even like cartoons, you know? Mm-hmm. Like all these mm-hmm. cartoons, and then you notice that and I was just like so surprised and I'm like you know I never even and that's why I'm happy we're having this conversation now and I'm happy that our generation is bringing all these things to like because it needs to be said because even me personally when I began to look at some of like my favorite movies and tv shows from back then I was surprised at how how many of them included instances of a darker skinned woman being shown as unintelligent or controlling or angry you know like loud loud like if they're going to cast a dark skinned woman you just know she's not going to take like that that has to go through all the suffering suffering and this is why i'm saying we need to comfort talia perry's ass because this is this is one thing that he loves to do too as in we're always angry ghetto you know aggressive like yeah and those stereotypes of dark-skinned women come with damaging real-life consequences yeah constant fear of being labeled the angry black woman and i know i've felt this stereotype many times like whether it's being afraid to be upset about topics in a classroom full of my Mm. white friends or hesitating to speak up when i know i should be defending another person you know Mm -hmm. things like that it kind of shuts me down it puts me in that corner because it's like oh let them not go and perceive you as, oh, you're the angry. Because even looking back at my, I'm going to say like my the my last job, maybe not the last job, or like the last yeah. position I held at the at at the bank, 
you know, we had like this black community network and it was basically a space created for black people within the organization to share mm-hmm. their experiences. A lot of black people were not moving up in the in, in the country, you know. You would come in with your fellow white pair and within three months your white pair has gotten two times the promotion. You all started from the same place though. But for wow. some reason you're not giving that same favor. So we created so the um one of the branch members created that space to just for us to talk about it and you know even within that space this is a this is a space filled with black people or fellow black people you still feel a certain way as a dark-skinned person not to you know over talk or speak up just because mm-hmm. you don't want them well, to you have to like you know let certain things slide because right right angry it's and it's a, and it's a, it, it's really a struggle. It's really a struggle. It's uh, I don't know. Why. Yeah, <laughs> Ferry, you said something there that I think is actually very interesting, and I want to get you guys' perspective. I feel like colorism has different placements when it comes to genders, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. with men, and maybe even dating. Can even talk about that too. But to your point, in in Hollywood shows and movies, <coughs> there was always like the darker skinned men were wanted, and then the lighter skinned women were the ones that were preferred. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I always wonder, like, why is that? I actually genuinely don't know. <laughs> Like, Listen, why is that maybe, the case? Maybe we should have, like, a part two of this, like, because um, topic. I'm bringing a light-skinned guy on here to talk about. <laughs> Thank right? you for that, because I'm like, if we should now even dive, like, if we're to go deeper into this topic and bring gender into it, we're not going to finish, because already, <laughs> already men have, I don't know, what's, it, what's that word? They already have, um, they're, they're favored if you're a man. You already there's uh, certain things yeah. in life that you can just yeah, get seen advantages. This so, is... exactly there there yep. um, there are some advantages that as a man you can already get away with. So now if we now the world that we live in was built by well let me not say built the systems that are put in built place around men around men Thank yes. <laughs> so if we're now looking into colorism <laughs> within the black community and amongst men and dating, we will not live here today. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will say, and like, let's not even dive into it much, but one thing I will say, just to even like scratch the surface, is that I've never really understood when, because I understand the whole concept of like, like attract like, meaning as a Nigerian girl, I want preferably to date a Nigerian man. Not saying I can't like date outside mm-hmm. of my nationality or culture, I can, mm-hmm. but my preference is like, you know, Nigerian. And I, I don't know that like attracts like. Mm-hmm. But when I see, people of a certain skin color like actively saying they cannot find or they do not find people of that same color attractive and they cannot date them I always it always baffles me like baffles because I've definitely seen guys where Nigerian guys actually it's it's so interesting where it's like they don't want to date a dark-skinned girl they're dark their mother is dark yeah I just know it's projection they're like within themselves and they're just projecting it yeah yeah that's the only thing that makes sense if you break it down it's either projection or it's also like you have like an inferior complex Mm. 
inferiority complex i think that's what it's called where it's like you wanna you see something as inferior and because you strive for that that's the only thing you want Mm. i totally i totally i totally get what you're saying lady it's really crazy but i don't know colorism as a whole i think is something that if you pay attention to it on a day-to-day it will shock you like Mm -hmm. it will actually shock you um but overall i think we've kind of like alluded to some of these things but do you think our society can break out of colorism like the colorist mentality and how like how do you think that that could happen? Man. Man, give it, give it to us. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like because there are so many parts tied together, yep. before you address colorism, you first have to address racism. You know, there's so True. many things that have yeah. to be addressed before you can get to this because yeah. it all trickles down. Yep. So it's yep. like, let's start from there. Racism. Yeah. Mm, it's still very prominent now. Yep. So how do we go about that? And I and I think just adding to that, Naya, like as as is the case with racism, uncomfortable and honest conversations need to, yeah, you know, um, in order for there to be like a self reflection and change, yeah, um, we need to get to a place where it is intolerable. I I emphasize that intolerable. I like that word. To yes. judge someone based on the color of their skin. You know, and and I like think it should be a law. Like you go to jail, <laughs> not a law. <laughs> no, for real. You know, and and I think also, you know, let's let's even even bringing it back to the topic. If you have lighter skin, um, you're definitely you're you're privileged. You know, right? Yep. Um, you are much more likely to be afforded privileges that people of darker complexion do not have access mm-hmm. to. So yep. I think. That in that sense, in that light, you know, people of lighter skin can use their privilege to advocate for Educate, better yep. treatment of people with darker skin. But I think lighter skin people should just be cognizant of their social privilege and mm-hmm. you know consider how to use it to um advocate for darker skin people. You, you know, and for those men who rarely date darker skin women please you might have to consider um looking at how <laughs> i don't know they need they need a deeper what's the word they need the, i think there's a there's a there's a there's a level of self awareness that will come with that yeah and yeah. it's also for me especially with the guys i don't want to date darker skinned people cuz i think everyone is is should have a pre- well not should but like Everyone has the right to have a preference. That's and, fine. And that's fine, but they should also consider how colorism affects their dating preferences. Exactly. Pick a back of, of what Femi was just talking about, about like lighter skinned people, you know, taking yeah. awareness. Do you think that, I mean, of course, I feel like it depends on how it's done, you know, mm-hmm. and how you go about it. But do you think to some darker skinned people, mm-hmm. it could come off as maybe some form of savior complex mm. or mm. i don't know mm. what do you think about that where I'm, like darker skinned guys dating the girl like lighter girls or no, what is like lighter skinned people trying to like you know you um, them oh date darker skin oh yeah. Hmm. yeah so like i'm just like thinking do you think sometimes it could be perceived as you know this some form of, um sort of like savior complex you know yeah 
I was gonna say, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Like, as you said that question from now, like I was literally thinking, I don't know that I typically go for lighter skinned dudes, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I've always preferred darker skin, you know, men. But I think that's just because of how I see them. But to your point, from now, I think if a Nigerian, a lighter skinned Nigerian, were like checking me out and we're dating. I don't think I'll see it as superior superiority complex or like that. Oh no, it's more like you know, Femi had talked about like you know to bring more awareness to it. Like lighter skinned people, you know, bring more awareness, speak up more about it. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm just like it depends on how it's done. At the end of the day, if all you do is go behind like a phone or a camera and just talk, 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 we should do better. No, 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 no. And in your everyday life, you really don't do anything. That's there. true. You know. And and I was just going to say, for now, I think that's a great question. I totally understand what you mean. And I think it really depends on the context in which they're using their privilege to advocate for things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of things, you can always tell when it's performative. You can always tell when somebody, like, you can mm. always tell when the intention is not, it's not giving. It ain't give what it's supposed to give. That's sincere. Um, it's not genuine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really think, me personally, I if you can challenge something, so if you can use your white privilege, your white privilege to challenge something, like, okay, look at Rihanna. You know, Rihanna is definitely... Oh my gosh, yes. You know, we can definitely see her as an example. She is definitely light-skinned. She has definitely enjoyed some um, some level of favoritism that comes with having that skin tone. But I think we can see that she has challenged it, not even just within... Um, the cosmetic industry we can see it even in her lingerie line. Fashion, you know, yeah. fashion you know she's including all body types yep you know so i think in that sense you know that's why a lot of people are ride or die going hard for her so i think that's why i say you can always tell when it's performative when somebody just needs to save face or i don't know for the wrong maybe i don't say the wrong reason because just no the wrong reasons it's actually the wrong reasons and literally for me when you mentioned rihanna i got chills you guys like i love skincare anything that is like writing for how to make the way we care for our skin better it just makes me so happy and it's crazy because when Rihanna dropped that first Fenty line that was full shade, I mean, yes, she added some later on, but like it was a wide spectrum. Well, literally the first cosmetic line to drop like first what, shades. Yeah. Do you know how other companies followed suit? Like it didn't take them a year. It well, took them months. Out of business. Uh, right. <laughs> literally, like see how she literally did that and that just changed the narrative. That flipped the way they, they did things and to your point, Femi, it's like you literally have to let your voice be, if, if you have that privilege and if you have that voice and commanding yeah. demand, yeah. like open your mouth or put in actions that show yeah. that nope, yeah we're not doing this color shit no more like we're yeah. actually opening like, the doors to- yes we need to yeah. see that action we need to see that yeah. you're actually for it and you're not just talking about it you're not, yeah. you're not mouth, but you're mm-hmm. actually for it you know yeah. and I think to add to that even when we talk about you know racism I think colorism should also center in the wider conversations of racism in America and just in the world today yeah. because I think that would be able that would definitely give more light to you know 
to racism and the placebo effects it has on colorism as well and everything like that so when we're talking about racism i think it's also important to also center colorism in it it's not yeah racism has led to so many other isms (laughs) (laughs) isms for days i was literally about to say there's so many isms like (laughs) So I think I it's also important that when we talk about racism, we talk about colorism as well. You yeah. Know, any other ism that might not be yeah well spoken about. Yeah. You know what's also wild, and I think I learned a lot about this through my friends last year. But you know how colorism is such a thing in Nigeria and like Africa, but it's mm-hmm. not just the African continent. Like it actually spreads across mm-hmm. Asia, Latin America, yes. the Caribbean, and isn't it wild? All of these regions aspiring for European features. Right. right. We mentioned a lot. I, I, I agree with you guys. Like Naya said, it has to start from racism, but also I think from the grassroots levels, like we actually can start having those type of conversations within our mm-hmm. community and challenging things. It's like you hear someone say some wild ass shit, you call them out. There was something I saw on oh, Twitter. I actually took a screenshot. I'm going to read it right now. There was this girl that tweeted. She said, if you're fair-skinned, if you're black and you're fair-skinned, you have equal responsibility to tackle colorism in your families. Mm -hmm. Don't just accept compliments on how light you are and how pale your skin looks, but also defend people when they call how pretty they are for a dark skin. Mm -hmm. Reject the idea that paler skin is better. Mm -hmm. Just like little things like that. And I think those type of... like changing of those narratives and rewriting the narratives within our small groups can definitely help and representation i think representation is one of the biggest ways to start to change from a grassroots level like smaller to you know Mm -hmm. you know the crazy thing you literally just reminded me so there's this commercial that just came out Mm -hmm. it's a nigerian i think some cream or something like that mm-hmm. um so this bb ninja housemates i think this last season that just happened yes i know oh you my mean. god yes yes and um what's her name <laughs> davido's ex i can't remember her name chama no not chama um oh. <laughs> i said that's your so straight and yeah momodu said like when you were the commercial is and you know this thing is like there's done so like slightly it just mm-hmm. seems into your subconscious you don't even realize mm-hmm. i feel like i watched it and i was just like okay i mean i just skipped through because personally i didn't even really like that character the girl. yeah but when she started calling out things in the video that you might not even have really right. paid so much attention to it's basically just saying lighter skin tones are like more preferred more favorite more like you know i guess easy on the eyes and things like that yeah so basically walking through like um bunch of people on the roads and every other person that was you know so wild by her skin tone were all like darker skin people yep, yep. i'm yep. basically saying oh go get this cream if you want to get my kind of skin tone if you want to look like me it's, yeah it's crazy and is that's that- why when, when our generation is like it's not that deep it really is that deep. It's that deep because you like just the way from naya said now it's very undertone like you don't notice it at first glance and mm-hmm. i think the media has gotten away with this so many times you know, and 
after a while, just because we don't notice it immediately, it becomes something that we're used to. And we think, okay, this is this should be the norm. Like, if there's going to be somebody playing the main character, it should be a light-skinned person. And then it just, it, it basically feeds into that system. Yeah. But I think one thing I love our generation for is, like, if we see bullshit, we're going to call it out. Call it out. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are going to come back Period. and say, well, it's not that deep. It's not that this thing. You guys are just being crazy. You're just being this. But... It's that deep. It's like, that deep, and also it's crazy because sometimes we might not even pick it up because we've gone through that phase where we were so aware of it. We fought to be where we are right now that we right. regardless. But there are people that are literally just starting that process. Yeah, right. and they need to see these things right. until the representation matters, and these things we just they take it they take it in more than we would. Yeah, because yes. we're not as I'll say conscious, not conscious per se, but we're not really pain by it like we've grown we've matured and we know we we have so much we've come to a point where we respect and value what we are like our skin color and all of that and that (laughs) it up as quickly as we should exactly but even like i was i was going to say like the girl that called it out i think she has a daughter right yeah yeah she does and it's like imagine as a young girl you see that because those are the little some subtle, yeah. subtle things that you start mm. to pick up like oh wait is there because that video now when i saw it, it's crazy because when i saw it i actually picked it up i was like wait because the way people were staring at this girl in awe mm. see i was even just looking at me not anger person but i didn't like her character I yes like, what's <laughs> <laughs> this one <laughs> i didn't even know her i didn't know her so i was like who is this one that is walking <laughs> and everybody's falling down as if falling down and like i'm like chasing her behind i'm like what's she doing and i noticed like everyone was dark skin and she's lighter and i'm like ah this is jazz she's gary like it's crazy so wild uh, i love everything you guys said guys and femi also said this too it's like the support that we have now it's so beautiful i love the way like as dark-skinned girls light-skinned girls like we all support each other it's not just dark-skinned girls supporting dark-skinned girls like Light-skinned girls supporting dark-skinned girls. Dark-skinned girls supporting... Like, everyone is supporting each other because ultimately, what we're trying to drive is not that one is better over the other. No, it's like, we're all beautiful. My Mm light-skinned sisters are beautiful Mm -hmm. just as much as my dark-skinned sisters are beautiful. Same with the brothers and, like... (laughs) Yeah, I'm calling people brothers. Representation of all forms matter. Yes, yes. I have one last question for you. This has been amazing. Um, if you had to look back to your younger self, um, what is or are advice that you would give for yourself based on you know your skin color colorism and your society all of that and i really think this is just you know based on all that we've learned so far and we're still learning like femi says like we still go through our phases of insecurities because you're old that doesn't mean you never get insecure but mm. what would you say is like advice or multiple that you give to your younger self okay i would just say you know what comparison is a Thief of joy. Oh you my know? gosh, yes. Like, mm-hmm. and it's okay to be different. We're all different. No two people are the same. Yeah. And that's what makes, like, us unique, you know, in our yes. own Yes, yes. Like, girl, you're beautiful. Don't compare yourself, you know. Yeah. And 
once you stop doing that, you will just start to grow. Like, your skin will be growing, but there's this inner glow that adds to Yes, I love that. So, yeah. Femi, how about you? Um, I, I think it also would just tie into what from Naya says is just like not comparing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell my younger self, don't compare yourself. You know, you're equally as beautiful, you're equally as talented, intelligent, yeah. qualified as the other person. You know, um just because they're lighter than you does not mean that they're better than you. You know, you both can live in a world where you can both coexist and yeah. You know, at the same rate, same level, um, and I think, I think even just now, I would tell my older self now <laughs> that you know it's okay to um love the imperfect things about you, like yeah, you know, hyperpigmentation, yeah. those things that don't necessarily yeah. set you off as, or you think don't set you off as beautiful. Like those are actually the most beautiful parts of you, and just embody that. So yeah, I think that's really what I would tell myself then and now yeah i know the crazy thing about life is like we're all like we're our own biggest critics yes yep we be noticed people don't they don't even see it they don't pick it up nothing even if they see it okay and right like they have their own things that they're worrying about it's not your yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's so true i agree with both of you um to add on to that i think for me, it's definitely like learning to take care of my skin. Um, I didn't get into that until I was in my teens, but like because I also broke out a lot and all of that, I also felt like my skin was not great. So anytime somebody would call out my skin, I was more um, insecure about it. It's like my skin color, I was more insecure about it. Mm-hmm. But I've grown to love to like take care of your skin. I know what works for your skin, and I think that's something that I'm very passionate about. It's like trying to give back to the dark skin community because like even guys okay let, let me let me bust your brain you know things like the creams that we use mm-hmm. in nigeria nivea um what's this one that is thick jeggings yeah. nothing against these these skin products they were not tested on our skin type mm-hmm. meaning that you know how nigeria is hot Right, mm. I don't know if you've ever used like jeggings and walked out on a hot summer. Oh You're God, sweaty. No. You'll be dripping, drip, drip. You know that my mom was against Nivea in the house, like because I know, like even back in secondary school, from now, like I know that Chisum used to bring Nivea, and I loved the smell so much. And I'll tell my mom when we, when I get back home, like I want Nivea when you buy cream, don't buy that other one, and she's like it's not good for your skin, like it just makes you like it doesn't protect your skin. It no, like, it doesn't protect that, my dark skin. No, and it took me time so to understand, like to realize and understand that. And, yep. You no, know, coming back to even like. Like, you know this thing trickles down to every part in society yes. like even some things like now tech stuff they would you know make some new feature program whatever and they wouldn't test it like on the darker skin people right, right. it's crazy it's evident yeah. everywhere it's yeah. happening it's hard for me. So that's why when people say it's not that deep, I'm like, it's really that it's deep. deep. It's, it's not in our around, everyday society. Look around you, it's there. You can <laughs> You can, yeah. No. Like when I started to realize just how the things that we use in Nigeria are not even built for us when it comes to skincare products. Mm-hmm. How? Why? And so it's really like learning to 
take care of my skin, love my skin. And like you said, Femi, all the imperfections, because there are definitely times where your skin is going to say, sis, oh, definitely. in today. Oh. <laughs> definitely. Your skin will call you out like, ma'am, you're doing the most. It will right tell you, I don't tire. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, like thank you guys so much for joining the podcast i think this call like obviously we came into this conversation knowing that we're just going to talk about our experiences but i think it's very important that we're sharing this with the world because we're saying, hey guys, we know this is a problem. We also know that it's not going to be solved overnight, but it Mm -hmm. can also start from little conversations, little actions, step-by-step to start educating one another and love on each other, man. Let's all love ourselves, our skin colors. We're moving in the right direction. I'm happy about that. But yeah, it's going to take way more. But at least we started something. Conversations are starting to be had. Right. Yeah. Can I make a recommendation? Yes. Um, please. I want to recommend everyone to watch. Well, in 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 light of you know spreading the conversation and you know just educating ourselves more. I know when I first started researching colorism, there's this TED talk that I have bookmarked for life. Ooh. Um, it's called Confessions of a Dark Skin Girl: Colorism and Global Standards of Beauty mm. by Chika Okoro. Um, and I think. I first watched that podcast, uh, sorry, TED Talk. I can't remember when, but it was definitely in school. But I think that was also what set me on my journey of learning what colorism is, you know, addressing it and um, finding that path to self-love and acceptance. So that's just my own little recommendation if anyone wants to, you know, go watch it. I'm usually writing it down. I'm about to go watch it now. I'm about to ask you. And I know that Chimamanda also... She doesn't dwell heavily on it, but when she has mm-hmm. the opportunity to bring it up, especially when she's talking about like racial encounters that she's had, I know she always brings up colorism. So Chimamanda too, like if you have any opportunity to listen to any of her TED talks or presentations, please do. Like these are great women that you know we can relate to. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> love it. Writing that down so much. Thank you for the recommendation, fam. I know. Thank you so much. I'm literally going to listen to that as I do my hair tonight. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining. This has been so amazing. I've had so much fun. You guys need to come back for more episodes. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Love Yes. That sucks that... Um, uh Lamide couldn't be here. It would have been nice to get the guys I know, right? <laughs> you know what? Like I I might just spin this into like a brother conversation because there's so much deep shit that we need Honestly, to get. Can you like make like you know sub episodes for this at like the next one? Maybe even bring a light skinned dude. Yep. You know? <laughs> like, okay, tell us your experiences. Let's Come on, tell us your experience. Yay. no for real i'm actually thinking okay 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 yeah because i think that's a great um suggestion for that yeah. like, conversations like this so it's always nice to hear the other person so it doesn't feel like oh we're just bashing 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 you know yeah. even though that's not what we're doing but you so know just to get okay get yeah. you as a light-skinned person what are your experiences you know because it's not to say that light-skinned people too don't have their own 
oh my god i hope i don't divert into another this thing but it's not to say that they don't oh, have their own um experience to you know being a lighter person and even though they have that privilege sometimes to a lot of a lot of them are um they think oh well you got here because of your skin tone. it's counter you know? yeah yeah, yeah. You know, some of them too they, counter, you know, yeah. some of them also have that imposter syndrome yeah oh, what maybe i'm not that good enough maybe i only go here just because i'm lighter skinned you know there's also that too so i think yeah that's a great suggestion for me yeah to have them come talk about their own experience as well yeah yeah for sure no, definitely. I absolutely agree. Yeah, this is spinning my brain, man. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for listening. If you've gotten this far, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Listen to us on all streaming platforms. Share with your friends, your family, your coworkers, anyone that you think will vibe out to this. Share it with them. Also, rate us. Give us five stars, please, because we put in a lot of effort into this. But not just that. Like, we actually put in a lot of love and we hope that you guys feel the love from our end too um catch us on another episode next week again thank you so 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 much to my co-host this week femi and from that i love you guys love you guys so of course and with that it's a wrap bye guys bye